Hi, my name is Nina. Welcome back to the Unraveled podcast. And my name is Alina. And today we're going to discuss... What are we just we were going to say? Well, some crazy stories. That's right. Or not even just crazy stories. More so like what... For new age, this is great for new agents, experienced agents. You know, every transaction and every transaction can be entirely different. Mm-hmm. Um, I would more so like us to discuss like some stories that we've had in real estate that were unexpected and maybe how we resolve those and even crazy stories. I know you have some insane stories. Um, but starting off, let's talk about what we're drinking. Okay. So it has been a long day. We're just both getting off of, I don't want to say off of work because it's not like we have a schedule, <laughs> but we're both just getting done with the day. It's late. It's already dark outside. Obviously y'all can't see this, but we know it's dark outside. So for today to kind of end our evening, very, um, mellow. Um, I did a cocktail that's kind of like a coffee base. It's coffee base and it has a liqueur in it. Um, so I just did coffee, Kahlua and some cream, very nice, simple, mm. kind of, you know, keeping us awake for the for this podcast. But, you know, kind of fall-esque. Um, That's true. That's true. Yeah. You know, I should have added some, like, pumpkin syrup or something in there. That probably would have been really good. Next, but next time. Next time, correct. Um, but liqueurs are always great to add to your coffee to kind of keep you still high energy and caffeinated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... That's the truth in this business. Caffeinated is the way to go. Absolutely. So some interesting stories. Well, there's so many. I know. You got to pick one or a few. Okay. I have two main stories um, and there's a learning lesson in all of them. So the first story was 2021. As you know, the market was fast paced. Um, at this time, there was a gentleman that I was working for. I had not met this guy. We had spoken over the phone multiple times. He owned investment property in Athens, multiple properties, connected great. He wanted to hire me to sell his property. He had purchased them at a great, great price. So now, of course, his profit was probably two, three times what he had right. purchased it for. So we went ahead and we sold one rental property. We sold the second rental property, no hiccups, very smooth. The third property, we were under contract about a week and a half from closing. I can't get in touch with him. So, okay, this, oh, is, this is unusual, but you know, that's okay. We're going to keep trying. Everything is going smoothly. We're going to closing, the loan funded for the buyer, you know, closing the schedule. Technically, there's nothing to do. I was just trying to check in. Right. No response. One day I'm sitting at my desk, you know, just working away. I get a call from GBI. For those of you that don't know what GBI is, what's GBI? Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Yes. It's like the FBI, but just for the state, on the state level. And an agent said, you know, we know who you are. We have been tapping your phones. That is working, right? This person has been arrested for sex trafficking. I said, excuse me? I thought they were confused. I was confused. Well, long story short, what had happened was this gentleman was indeed arrested. And... So wait, they tapped your phone because they felt like you were like a part of it? Like why were they tapping your phone? I'm confused. No, so basically what they had done, they had basically just all of his immediate 
connection. So people he was communicating mm. with on a regular basis. And because we had now sold two properties in the last, you know, two months, three months, there was regular communication. So multiple calls, emails a week regarding that transaction. Sure. They knew I was just the agent. I'd never met this gentleman, but... Well, you'd never met him in person? This never. Was literally like phone communication? Yes, never. And thank goodness. Interesting. Well, so he was arrested. There was a ring out of Atlanta that was arrested. Um, unfortunately, they were bringing kids over from the Philippines. And I believe they, you know, they were convicted. Um, now, this property that was about to close in a week and a half, it was somehow still able to close. This gentleman's, I don't even want to say gentleman, but this person's child, who was an adult, his kid came to sign on his behalf well, after the fact, it turns out that they were also on the payroll. So everyone was involved. That is crazy. And that's probably the most, not scary as in I was in any kind of danger because I'd never met that's them. Extreme. But it was really very alarming. And it's hard to read people over the phone, I guess, but it just kind of shook me up because, I mean, when like, I tell that story, do do? people don't believe it. I mean... What do you do? But, you know, unfortunately, there's people like that. And the properties that he had sold had nothing to do with that separate. Uh, so they still allowed you guys to close. Correct. So who signed the paperwork if he was in jail? So his kid came, and not his kid, but his child, who was an adult, um, came and signed as his power of attorney. Before, Which was a part of the... But that was before right. it was discovered... That he was a part of it. That they were on the payroll, too. So how was it discovered and how were you notified about it? The agent called me after the fact. And said that he was part of it. Mm -hmm. and yep. And so... I so they all got arrested. I don't know if the kids got arrested or not. Um, I tried not to follow it because it was so disturbing. But luckily the... As far as I know, the properties that were sold and the tenants that were in those properties, it was just an investment situation, a place to put monies and, but that, that was is crazy. It was very and unfortunate. Yes. But you know, luckily those people are in jail. So that was one story that I had in mind. What's something that's happened to you to where it was surprising, scary, kind of made you kind of think moving hmm. forward? have a lot of those. Um, which one should I pick? <laughs> There's so many to choose from. You know, know, when you're licensed... Well, in the last couple of years, if you're, I feel like the market's gone high, low, but there's been a lot of... Whether it's an agent or a buyer or a seller who's wanted to take advantage of this market, crazy things have happened. For me, one of the stories that I had was... Um, I was... Dealing with a client who lived in Atlanta, um, had a really crazy busy schedule. So most of the time I was showing him property. It was on a virtual tour. Mm -hmm. um, I went to go tour this property for him. It was like on this huge, it was just like this little cabin in the woods. It was like probably on 20 acres of land. Um, there was only one way in, one way out. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, called the agent, set up the showing like I would any other normal showing. Um, I went to go show the property early in the morning, probably like 8, 9 a.m. ish. Um, I was driving down the road. I got to the cabin at the very, very far back of the property. There was a car that was there 
And I immediately go to call the agent and just say, Hey, like, is there another showing going on? Like, is there, you know, what's going on before I even got an answer on the phone? Um, there, I saw these people running out of the wood, wanting, running out of the woods, butt ass naked, like no. butt naked. And I was okay. This is strange. So I'm sitting in my car. This is strange. Yeah, sitting in my car waiting for the agent to answer his phone. And uh, when he answers the phone, he's like, Oh yeah, I, you know, someone called this morning and they wanted to see the property. Um, so I just gave him the gate code and I let him go in. And I'm like, no. you knew I was showing the property. You let some random strangers go in without an agent and look at this property. And now I'm sitting here with my safety at risk because you let this random person go in when you knew that I had a scheduled appointment. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, so he, you know, he apologized and you know, whatever, but it doesn't make sense. It doesn't, you apologize, but it doesn't still doesn't fix, fix the problem that I'm sitting here with these two people who are trying to throw on their clothes, running out (laughs) of the woods naked and they come to my window and I like crack it a little bit and I'm like, like, can I help you? And he's like, Hey, you know, we were, you know, this is, he doesn't know that I already called the agent. So he's like, Hey, we wanted to see the property. And I was like, well, you know, you, you can wait for your agent to get here. I'm not showing it to you. I don't know Mm -hmm. you. And they were like, okay. So then, you know, they kind of walk around the outside for a little bit and then they eventually got in their car and, um, and they left and I waited like a good two or three minutes. Then I got out of my car after I saw their car leave and I, you know, started doing a little virtual tour for my clients. I was probably there for maybe like five or 10 minutes, not very long because my client Mm -hmm. didn't like the property anyways. Um, and then I'm, as, as I'm leaving, mind you, there's one way in one way out, very, very long driveway. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can't see the end. Like it, it's, it probably took, you know, three to four minutes alone to get from where the house was to the end of the driveway where the road was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm driving out and, um, I get to a point where I can see the end of the road and the car that left is sitting at the entrance blocking it. Oh, no. At this point, it's been at least like 10 minutes since he's left. And I'm like, okay, now I'm freaking out. And I call my assistant and I'm like, hey, here's the situation. She's like, okay, I'm going to call the police on the other line. And the guy gets out of his car and starts walking towards my car. Oh, so no, I immediately man. start, I immediately start backing up because I don't know what he's going to do. Like, oh, it's already man. freaking weird at this point. Like I've already saw you butt naked. So like, what, what are you, what, what can you do at this point? And why are you trying to approach my car again? Oh no. So I start backing up and he sees me back up and he gets back in his car, sits there for another like two to three minutes. And then eventually he pulls off and leaves, leaves. So I like book it out of there <laughs> And as I'm leaving, I see his car at the end of the road, like, like off, like off on the road. Mm -hmm. And I just drive for a good two to three minutes, not going anywhere just to kind of make sure he's not following me. Mm -hmm. But it was freaking crazy and scary. And you know, my friend has, my friends and family has always, have always told me like, I have a gun, but they're like, Alina, like what the point, what's the point if you don't like carry it with you? Mm -hmm. So like, I'm like, okay. Noted. After yeah. that, like it takes it takes an experience to make sure you do what you're supposed to do. So after that, I faithfully kept it on me. But yeah, that is why. Like it's really scary being a woman in real estate. I feel like most men aren't going to try you if you if it's if it's a man to man. Like most men aren't going to try mm-hmm. you like that because they they know you're you you're you're coming ready and you're you know you're guarded you're mm-hmm. whatever. But like as a man with a man and a woman, I feel like they. They think that you're, mm-hmm. 
you're not paying attention to those things. And a lot of times, like we, a lot of times we aren't, but I've been more aware since that has happened. Like when I go show property to a new client or even a client I've only met a couple times, like I'll park on the end of the road where I can't be blocked in. So that way I can easily leave if something happens. Yeah. Um, I feel like in this industry as a woman, you just have to be really, really mindful of your surroundings and people that you're meeting because we meet strangers every freaking day, Mm -hmm. every day. Yeah. That's one thing that, um, it actually happened to me a few days ago. They called me and they said, hey, my name is so-and-so. I want to sell a piece of property. Blah, was blah. it land? It was land. Oh, I already know what you're about to say because <laughs> I had the same situation happen. <laughs> and, you know, there's a lot of scammers out there that they call. They basically look up a property. They see the person's name. They call an agent and they say, hey, my name is so-and-so. Their name is not that. Mm-hmm. I want to sell this piece of property. If it seems too good to be true, this I'll offer you ten percent commission. Mm. I said, sir. First of all, how did you connect with me? I'd love to know. They didn't have any feedback. They would not provide their identity. They wanted to. What talk. did you ask in terms of identity? So first of all, I asked them. You know, are you here in Georgia, or you know, where are you located? Just finding more information. You know, are they? Do they have an ID? Do they have a passport? You know, if they don't, can they provide other identification? Because technically you don't need to be an American citizen to own property. Right. But if you're not willing to provide any kind of ID. Then there's a problem. And you want me to go meet you at a piece of land? They asked to meet you there? Yes, I don't think so, sir. Mm. And they called me back upset. I said, sir, and, oh, you're missing out on an opportunity. And, you know. Are you though? I said, that's okay. I understand that. I said, but at the end of the day, if you want somebody who is willing to meet you without any proof of identity or any protection for their safety, then I'm not the agent for you. Mm-hmm. But, and I think, I think buyers and sellers get so offended when we ask for for proof of identity or pre or pre-qualification. Oh. Yeah. Or pre-qualification letters, and honestly, like yes, we want to see that you made the initiative to mm-hmm. show that you're inter- that you're truly qualified, interested in purchasing the property. But also on the back end of it, we're putting our lives on the line to go meet a random stranger at a property. Mm-hmm. So if you getting your pre-qualification or showing your identification shows to us that you're serious about this purchase and that you're you know you're doing your part just as much as we're doing our part to meet you there. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very important that you know we as agents establish that in the beginning with new clients, but also new clients see it's not a, it's not necessarily a test to see if you can afford something or not, but also we're putting our life on the line to go meet you, but also our time as well. So we Mm -hmm. need to see you do your part just as much as we are. Yeah. There was actually um, a couple that came by the office to meet with me. They're looking to buy a home in Oconee County. They're currently renting. The conversation went well. And I told them, I said, look, this is great. And they wanted to go look at property that day. I said, well, you know, would you be interested in talking with the lender first so we can kind of see, are we looking at a million dollars, $500,000, 300, you know, otherwise it's too hard to know. And they were very resistant to that idea. Why? And they were almost offended that I would want them to speak with a the lender. They had not spoken with the lender before. This would be their first purchase. And eventually we walked through the conversation and they said, yes, we'll talk to a lender. Well, they did, and the lender called me and basically said, hey, look, they can afford maybe 140 in order for them to, and even so, they're not well qualified at this time. 
And the bottom line is that's okay. Right. You know, what we can do now is take steps to help you be in a better position in one to two to five years. Because there's no way you're finding a house in Oconee County for $140,000. Unless sure. it's like maybe, I don't know. I don't think so. But yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And like you said, it's okay to be in that place. Mm -hmm. Like we want to help guide you through that process and make sure that you have the proper qualifications. And if you don't, like we'll still work with you until you get to that point. But the last thing we want to do is waste your time or ours Mm -hmm. looking at property that may not be suitable for you because you think you want X, Y, Z. And realistically, you know, you may have qualified for that, but also like because the interest rate changes, because Mm -hmm. the interest rate change, you may not you know, get the payments that you're thinking you want. Yeah. So I think it's very process that all, I think it's very important that all buyers go through that process to save time. And also, you know, that like the, that pre-qualification letter is like your little map to figure out what you need to do. Yeah. And in hindsight, I would have loved to have a realtor in my corner before I was ready to buy telling me, Hey, let's do this with your credit. Let's, right. you know, kind of handholding you along the way in partnership with the lender because then I probably would have been a much stronger buyer. Right. You know, so it's actually an advantage. If you're not able to purchase yet, that's okay. Utilize our resources still. Agree. You know? Um, Ask questions. Let's get you to that point where you can. Yeah, definitely. There is one other story that I think I shared this with you. It's not necessarily scary or I was not in danger, but it was so shocking that it made me really think about how sellers or the kids who are inheriting that property operate. So there was a older lady who I was helping sell her house, beautiful house, um, close to a million dollars. She has a couple kids. She was very elderly. And so the whole goal was for us to try to get this sold before, you know, it was too late. And so now everything was in place to where if she did pass away, you know, the process would go, the property would go to the kids. Well, luckily, we were able to get under contract. We were going to closing. Everything was fine. Closing was scheduled. Show up to closing, and the seller is not there. So I call them. I say, hey, you know, is everything, you know, the lady didn't answer the phone. The kids did. And when I say kids, I mean they're in their 40s, 50s. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, no, she's just not feeling real well today. We're on the way. We'll be there shortly. Great. So I'm at the closing table. The attorney's there. The buyer's agent, the buyer, <laughs> they call me, oh, we're in the parking lot. Mom's not feeling good. Do you think the attorney would be willing to bring out the paperwork for her to sign? Now, some attorneys will do that. Some will not. The buyer said, yeah, that's okay. We, no problem. We understand. The attorney goes out there. The attorney comes back in and she does not look well. She pulls me aside. She says, I think the mother has passed away. We cannot have a closing. To, we can't have a closing today. I said, What? Well, long story short, the kids... You're representing the sellers, right? So the owner was a lady in her 80s, and her kids were involved to kind of help her get it sold. What had happened was that, I guess, sometime in the last 12 to 24 hours, she had passed away, and now she had lived a long life. And instead of them notifying us, and we would have to delay the closing, they got her dressed, they put sunglasses on her, and I guess they were hoping to kind of forge her signature in the car somehow. Oh, my gosh. Um, which is so crazy to me because the property and the proceeds are going to them anyway. They now, didn't want the delays. Th- it would take time. 
to work through that, but it was still going to them. That would not change. There was no threat of them losing that money, but they wanted it so bad that quickly. So the attorney made the decision, we're not closing today. We kind of told the buyers, hey, she's passed away. They're still wanting to sell the property to you. Can we delay closing? So we were able to close eventually. That's awesome that they were, the buyers were okay with that for sure. Yeah, which is very kind. They didn't have to do that. But, you know, at the end of the day, you need to prioritize your family over money and <laughs> You would grief. think so. You would think so. That was probably one of the crazier things where you're just sitting there, mouth open, shocked, looking at the other agent, you know, but it happened. That is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yep. I definitely have not had that one happen before. <laughs> You're not missing out too much. <laughs> well, I think that wraps up our time for today. Um, thank you for joining us. We will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts and on social media. Drop a comment and a like and ask us questions and we will see you next week.